Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in, thanks for downloading, and welcome back to another stellar episode of Cosmic Crit. My name is Patrick, and I am your Game Master of Spellcasters and Natural Disasters, and I am here this week to introduce to you episode 37 of the podcast. 37! We are getting ready to literally close the book on chapter 3 of the Dead Sun's Adventure Path and get to our halfway point in what we are already calling Season 1 of Cosmic Crit. I'm so excited about what we get to play in the future and all the exciting stuff that we have in store for our amazing fan base you all the crittermanders honestly we would probably have stopped making this podcast if it weren't for all of you out there listening right now every time you rate us on itunes or buy a shirt from our store or hang out with us in our fan discord it adds an extra episode to our show's lifespan so keep it up and we will never be able to stop making cosmic crit So quick reminder, it is the month of May 2018, and we are in the middle of our Mayhem Challenge. This month we challenged our fans to create guns, swords, and other weapons, and to let your imagination run wild. You can submit your creations to our email at CosmicCrit at gmail.com, or join our fan Discord channel and post them up there. We're going to pick our favorites, and they might show up in the podcast, in the show at some point, and our favorite winners will earn themselves a free Paizo Starfinder PDF. So check the link in the episode description if you want to know more. This episode is a lot of fun, so I don't want to spend time here. Let's just get right into it. As a reminder, we are also in our anime title month, so join me, won't you, as we play episode 37, entitled Raimi, One Half. Last time on Cosmic Crypt. After rescuing Gretel, our suspicions are confirmed that Harveen Rapinder is up to no good. We found a scrap of Harveen's journal indicating she went through Skullcap Gorge to talk to the Marrowblight. Twas the Marrowblight stole the bucket of meat goo. A being known as the Forgotten appears before Raimi and the group, revealing that Raimi's family has been controlled by a woman named Ziravesh since before he was born. I wonder why they call it Skullcap Gorge. In search of the Marrowblight, we found her pet, a Radioactive Ellicott. Ellicott radiation is the number two ingredient in Adros's favorite snack. There are Geiger counters built into these suits, right? This Ellicott is no joke. Far less scary than her pet, we cornered the Morrow Blight in the skin shack and took her down. Wait, that's the Morrow Blight? Raimi and Adros gain a plus 10 bonus to friendship. Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. Grab your shotgun and baseball bats wrapped in barbed wire, because in this episode of Cosmic Crit, the walking undead armies come out to play. Greetings, Crittermanders. This is Patrick, your GM, your governor mayor here on the show, and we are kicking zombies out of Georgia tonight on a very ghoulish episode of Cosmic Crit. Joining me on this post-apocalyptic journey to find out that humans were the bad guys all along are my five friends and your players. To my left... Former sheriff and leader obsessed with pronouncing his son's name oddly, it's Drew playing Axisrak. Coral! To his left, former pizza delivery boy turned bad mother pronker, it's Jabert playing Andus 147. Hello. 
across the digital table from me, the guy from Boondock Saints, who if he dies, we riot. It's Miles playing Raimi. Yep. And to his left, a katana-wielding rebel that likes to poke out eyes and cut off body parts, Rebecca playing Alindra Vallis. Hello. And finally, to my right, the coolest character in the comics, given an inglorious death in the TV show, it's Tyler playing a dress for Honest. I say everything over dramatic. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> We're happy to have you. Hey guys, can you put oh. a ba- can you put a bad Southern accent on top of that so that it sounds just like The Walking Dead? <laughs> from Georgia, we're all from Georgia, not the United Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Georgia accent. Welcome everybody to the show. How, how are you all feeling? Pretty, Pretty good. good. Mm, nope, nope, nope. Can't hear you. I said, how are you doing tonight? We're so good. good. We're good. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just pulled uh, like the, the MC at the like that they bring to the <laughs> student. Uh, like it's a it's an audio podcast, but I did put my hand to my ear. For some <laughs> yeah. reason. Like, I can't hear you. <laughs> Talking about Cosmic Crit tonight. Right. And he, he cut it out, but he also like turned his chair around. So he <laughs> talk to us like cool kids. Let's wrap. I can't hear you. So we are back for another week and we've already started our May fan challenge, the Mayhem fan submission challenge link in the description of this episode, but we have some bookkeeping for the April challenge still to get through the Eoxian reality TV special. And we need to announce some winners. Is that right? Tyler? We do. And I've got some great news. So our winners for the fan challenge, uh, our Eoxian TV challenge, we have Willet Graft, Proc Jass, and Bones the Body Hunter. So <laughs> congratulations to the creators of those three awesome Eoxian TV programs. Uh, they're all going to receive the prize. Uh, and I, I, I loved all the submissions, but man, there were some that were really disturbing in this challenge. You guys, <laughs> yeah. you guys read all of them. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, it like, made sense because it's the Oxian TV, so I, I, yeah. I expected that. But I, I gotta say, uh, we were split on a lot of our votes. We had a couple of favorites. Uh, these three definitely got the the most points among the six of us. But I, I love Pronk Jazz so much with Johnny Eoxville. Johnny <laughs> Eoxville is very good. And, and Willa Graft, a ton of fun. <laughs> and oh, oh gosh, the the third uh, Bones the Body Hunter. Bones uh, the Body yeah. Hunter was so great. Yeah, I think that uh, uh, Jabert and I really enjoyed that one. But uh, yeah, that, 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 all all three were amazing. Do we have the yeah, submitters? Willa- Let's give them a shout yeah, out. Yeah, really quick. I want to give out I want to give a shout out to the, to the people who actually submitted so everybody can know their glorious name. Will Will and Graft was submitted by Lucas. Mhm. Our good friend Lucas. Oh, Lucas. Uh, hey. Yeah. Bones the Body Hunter submitted by Jeremy. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, Prog Jass submitted by Craig. Thank you guys. They were all belly fulls of laughs and disgusting. Um <laughs> Uh, right, so thank you to all of our winners. Let's get on with this episode, right? Uh, yeah. You guys want to play some Starfinder? Oh, sure. For sure. Yeah. What happened uh, last time, last time on the the uh, the show? So Fine. we defeated the Mariblite. Ah, uh, yep. And ventured into her skin shack. You slayed this massive Elikoth pet. And then, yeah, took out Zarantha Mortrant. Found some evidence on her datapad that she was indeed working with the corpse fleet. And being commanded by Captain Zira Vesh. 
and uh, I think we ended that episode. You guys just got done with that fight, and I imagine you're still a little banged up. Do you guys uh, anybody need to take a 10-minute rest? I would like to. Yeah, this uh, is, I'll, I'll take one as well, actually. The Alakoth the is the first uh, first enemy we have faced that has had radiation damage, right? Yeah, I think it's the first instance of that. I think when maybe if you are like walking around in space, you can get like background radiation if, if a GM really wanted to throw some environmental concerns your way. But if you have armor on, it soaks up low levels of radiation, so mm-hmm. it's not really a, a problem. Andis, you, you're still feeling a little lightheaded it burns down in your circuits because you did take some radiation poison from the the helicopter yeah and so you you still got a negative two on fortitude and like constitution checks but that's about it i think at the that first stage uh, of poisoning Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you'll have to go in for like decontamination protocols and get like a night stay to get the poison out of your system. But besides that's, that, so that's uh, that's sort of like a like a long term care sort of situation. It's a long term care, yeah. And it's I want to say it's a DC thirty, um, and you have to be mm-hmm. in like in your ship's medical bay or like a hospital or some kind of clinic in order okay. to get that care. So if I if I get back to town, I could probably find some place. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of which, do you guys want to head on back to the city now? Maybe report what you found to Juanita Trucks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm fine going back. All right. So uh, you guys head on out from the, the skin shack through this gross, twisted, you know, quote unquote garden that she seemed to be reaping here. And as you're walking back, something begins to weigh on Raimi, though. Your your footsteps get heavy and you're just overcome with with memories. So you guys are, are trekking towards Skullcap Gorge again. And yeah, Raimi, you find yourself hanging back, your mind reeling over the previous day, the revelations that the Forgotten One gave to you. Raimi, one particular memory begins playing in your head. It's, it's one that has given you a lot of restless nights, some some bad dreams, and maybe it's one of the reasons why uh, Raimi finds himself drinking at the at the bar instead of sleeping most nights, trying to trying to run away from from this memory. We, we open in on roiling purple and, and green gas clouds in the drift and see a ship traveling through the aether, a small QD transport, Mantis class. It's named emblazoned along its side. It reads Redbird. And looking inside, we see two figures, a, a half-elf young woman and a human man. He goes by Raimi and she, Leanna. And they are celebrating. <laughs> and then Edger says, mm, well... See, I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> How you and a giant lizard the size of Absalom itself pulled off something that requires an exceptional amount of stealth, grace, and other things neither of you possess is beyond me. Hey, I'm plenty graceful. The young technomancer leans over and plants a kiss on Leanna. She shoves him back playfully in response and says, Well, you certainly think you're graceful. Ramy throws a lopsided grin in her direction, brushes a piece of hair behind her pointed ears, and says, Now, what have we here? There's a dramatic, magical gesture of his hands, and a soft glow of green light shimmers as a very shiny object materializes in his hands above her head. Leanna's eyes widen, and a short gasp escapes her mouth at the object presented before her. It's a highly valuable tiara of translocation. She says, Ramy, it's 
beautiful. It's for when you're in those hard to reach places and the odds are stacked against you. This can't be the real thing, can it? I mean, this costs, this costs a fortune. Well, it costs someone a fortune. Uh, she raises her eyebrows and tilts her head in, in mock offense. I'm being gifted stolen goods. And here I thought you were a, a more noble outlaw, a hero of the people, and all that idealistic rigmarole. Stolen? No, 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 no. Liberated. This fine addition to your already gorgeous visage comes to you from the personal collection of one very, very naughty man on Akaton. And, well, he won't be using it anytime soon. Besides, Edris thought you'd like it. That lizard has always had good tastes. Save for his choice in partners. She gives you a, a playful shove. The two of you tussle for a minute. There's the sounds of stolen kisses, laughter ringing throughout the, the entirety of the ship. She tries the tiara on and says, it really is beautiful. Thank you. Always. There's like a, a jerking motion in her shoulder and her neck kind of tweaks uncomfortably. She continues on and says, <clears throat> speaking of heroic outline, I, I think it's about time you told me how you ended up in this life. <sighs> Come on, Lana. We, we, we've discussed this. Oh, no, the... No, Leanna, come on this time. We've shared this ship for years since we first partnered up, and, well, we've shared quarters for a couple of those years. You can keep secrets from everyone else, but it's long past time you've opened up and, and shared them. Raimi pauses for a moment, perhaps contemplating how to begin to answer, and says, uh, <sighs> All right, you're right. I, I do owe you that much. I, w I was born on Verses to a wealthy family. Wealthy's putting it lightly. My family were essentially royalty. Uh, two of the most powerful companies merged with the marriage of my parents, and everyone in the Verse knows it. Quindar. You don't mean that you're... Yeah, Raimi Quindar. <gasps> I, I uncovered something. A colony. My family's company funded the establishment of a colony under the guise of seemingly unlivable positions, and taking that and turning it into a thriving community for agricultural use, they said, that we could use even in, in the bare regions of our tightly locked planet. It was top secret. Workers moved with their families, created this entire small town, and that's where the real purpose of the town came into action. Quindar was a, secretly funding the development of illegal biological weapons, and there was an accident. The specifics are hazy, even from what I uncovered, but from what I did find that Quindar Industries had every member of that colony executed. The colony itself was burned to the ground. Thousands of men, women, and children senselessly murdered. She shakes her head and in, in, in disbelief says, By the gods! So I, I tried to expose them. I, I, I just couldn't allow this callous genocide to go by unpunished. First through legal channels by leaking the information to reporters and members of the press. But this went deeper than even I knew. The articles got censored and reporters would go missing, so I... You exposed them yourself. I mean, it was a sloppy job, but I was still just a teenager. They knew within a matter of hours who leaked the information, but that was enough of a head start for me. So I, I scrubbed my last name and any sort of identification that I had. I, I kept my first name because, well, Raymond's a really common name in Verses, and I happen to like it. So I stole a ship and left the planet for good. I'd seen on some news feeds that I'd been formally expelled and there were bounty hunters here and there, but I mean, they didn't really stand a chance. And some of the Verses elite were made sacrificial lambs, so the Quindars were untouched. So 
I just vowed to never let anything like that happen again if I could help it. And that's kind of why I do what I do. Lena's posture stiffens. Her gaze goes vacant for a moment. There's some more twitching in her neck. Ramy still staring out the ship's window, deep in thought, doesn't seem to notice. He stands and, and turns his back to his lover. Anyway, now you know. But let's lighten the boo back up with some whiskey. I mean, we're celebrating. And I nabbed a pretty solid bottle back on Acton. Ramy begins to walk towards the door when he feels a sharp pain in his right shoulder. His hand reflexively reaches back and finds a small throwing dagger embedded in it. Quickly pulling the blade out, he spins around to see Liana charging him. Liana? His words are cut short by a swift jab to his face, sending him tumbling backwards into the bulkhead wall. Liana's face is devoid of all emotion, as is her voice. And she says, Rami Quindar, you're coming with me. Alive is preferred, but there's no specification on how alive you need to be. Remy struggles to balance himself, but Liana is upon him with a flurry of punches. They're both on the floor, Liana on top of him, her knees pressed into his chest, and she lands punch after brutal punch directly into his face. Her fists full of rage, power he's never seen in her frame before. Liana, please. You are a sorry excuse for a breather. What a sincere waste of skin you've been. The vision around the edges of Raimi's sight begins to blur and darken. He's desperate when he says, Wick, command order dot exe six six. Command order dot exe six six initiated. A low hum begins to rise from Raimi's armor and it flashes a, a, a brilliant blue color. The electric current failsafe he set up years ago burnt out is only good for one use. And Liana screams as she's stunned into place blinded momentarily. Raymond quickly pulls the tiara from atop her head and, and shoves its sharp edge directly into her eye. She collapses to the floor beside Raimi, both of them in great amount of pain. She's howling and summoning the last of his strength. He hurls a magic missile directly at her. Not enough to kill her, but enough to render the half-elf unconscious. Quickly, he pulls the body down the hallway throws it into an escape pod. He input the commands to seal and launch the pod and, and limps to the pilot's chair as quickly as he can. Wick, plot a course to Absalom Station. It's closest. We're going to need to get rid of this ship as soon as possible. There's an android mechanic there that owes me a favor. Remy does not attempt to look for Liana's pod as the red bird makes its way into drift space, leaving her floating there in the dark depths of the vast the last shred of his innocence somewhere in that pod with her. The Technomancer finds himself back on Eox, shaking himself out of these visions when he hears Edros talking up ahead. And he moves forward, legs moving under him again, thankful from the reprieve that these memories brought to him. Raimi is able to catch back up with the group. So then I said... I didn't know I could even do that. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff Bramie and I pulled off. Uh, anyway, it just I was reminiscing because of a, a conversation we had last week. Job on Akaton? Yes. I sometimes still can't believe we even made it out of that in one piece. I can't believe we made it out of half the things we pulled in one piece. <laughs> oh, if there wasn't any danger, it wouldn't be worth doing. Right, so as you all are traveling back to Orphase, you re-enter Skullcap Gorge. 
It first looked like just a, a narrow cut in the rocky plateau, but when you entered it the day before, you saw millions of bones, all manners of creatures making up the, the cavern walls. As you make the turn to begin the ascent out of the valley, you see a solitary figure on the massive stone steps leading past the huge pool of acid. It's an Elebrian woman in dark armor. She holds a small data pad in one hand, a very large Sheeran eye rifle in the other. Across her eyes, you see a visor of holographic green runes scrolling past her vision in a continuous loop. It is indeed Ziravesh. Is she? Is she? She is just, yeah, standing on the, the stairs going up, and she kind of puts up her hand and says, Greetings, Starfinders. It is so nice to see you all again. Let me introduce myself, though. I am sure you will have guessed the name already. I am Ziravesh, captain of the Corpse Fleet. I thank you for stopping where you are. If you want your friend Raimi to continue to draw breath, you will move no further. I assume everyone keeps moving. Yeah, and Andis and <laughs> steps in front of the group and says, You won't touch Raimi. Yeah, you say that, and she says, Raimi Quinn Dar. So we finally meet again in person. It has been many years. You see, I was there at your birth. I was quite good friends with your mother. When she spawned you, the doctors, they couldn't understand why your heart wasn't beating regularly. They gave you only a few days to live. I stepped in and told your parents that I knew a doctor that could weave necromancy and save your life. So, while you were in surgery, I had my doctor slip something into your heart. A small device, no larger than a pebble, but lethal when I trigger it with this data pad. She waves it around. It uh, looks pretty, pretty advanced, pretty high military tech. And she continues on and says, So what I would like for you all to do now is throw your weapons on the ground or your friend Raimi will be dead before he hits the dirt. Alindra shrugs her weapons ah. in her moat. Oh yeah, I was about to say, no, throw, <laughs> throw your moat in the ground. Patrick, can I tell what level computer that is? So you've moved forward a bit. Yeah, I'm about 20 feet away, which is within my wireless, my remote hack ability. Right, so make a computer's check just to, you know, sight unseen. See if you can tell. Sure. Mm. So that's going to be a 27. Very interesting. Yeah, so just looking at it, you are pretty sure this is probably the same military tech that was used in the uh, the Star Eater spine to, to hack the, the data core. It's at at least a, a tier three computer. I have to look up what the DC for that is. 27. <laughs> 27. Oh, oh, no. All right. <laughs> I got a 50-50 chance here, y'all. <laughs> can, can I can I help him? Uh, unfortunately, no. He is wirelessly hacking. But I, I do need to know before this goes off if you are indeed everyone throwing your weapons at the dirt in front of you. Are you, Andis, you, 147, are you doing that? I will. Adros? You, you see Adros take out a curved blade, and then a, and then a flame doshko, a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then a, and then a frostbite class zero rifle. And he just drops them all on the ground. Knack uh, takes his knife off his belt and drops it on the ground. I'll throw all my guns down. Okay, so she continues on and says... Um, uh, waving the, the data pad, 
this little bit of leverage has been worth millions of credits. I have held this over your parents' heads for your entire life. The death of their only son, Scion of two of the most powerful families on Verses. They paid through the nose. They supplied the corpse fleet with funds and ship components to keep us flying, as well as a batch of fresh recruits. Have you figured it out yet, Remy? Recruits? Yes. That business on the off-world colony, that was a corpse fleet body farm. The biotech weapon we used to kill the colonists started up the necrotization process. And the best part is when you exposed it to your family. They had no recourse but to bury the evidence and try and silence you for your own good. Come up here. She uh, waves you forward. Ramy, do you move up the stairs towards her? Uh, guess I don't. I don't know if I have a choice. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you could try and roll a sense motive to figure out, I mean, this could be a bluff. She could be lying. Maybe there's nothing in your heart. Hearing all this, can I roll a sense motive? You can try, but you might want to roll a sense motive on your GM and see how, how much, <laughs> one, he likes to monologue. And two, hold someone captive uh, while the big bad <laughs> talks to you. Uh, I'll start walking slowly at least to you know, the first two steps. Mm-hmm. So you're, are you gonna, if you continue walking up in that time, and it's 147, you can try and make that computer check. I will. All right, I'm going to try to hack this. That's 29. Bingo, bango, yes. Django. <laughs> There's a very powerful transponder on this you detect that there are there is at least one module as well that is behind a firewall but with that accessing the the data pad at 29 at the very least you can shut off the transmitter on, on the data pad basically rendering it inert okay i i will do that okay Remy, are you continuing on i believe you would at least get within five feet of her correct miles Yes, sure. <laughs> Excellent. Then I've got, I've got like five more seconds of monologuing here. <laughs> That's why I, you, you, you've gotten on to me about saying no, so I'm, I'm giving you so, some yeses. What else, Andis, do you want to do? So with my wireless hack ability, in addition to remote hack, I'm going to remote hack into Wick and send a message to Ramy saying, "I'm in. You're not under her control anymore." Go ahead and make that computer's check for me. All right. All right, another 29. <laughs> and Ramy, I need you to make a sense motive for passing this secret message. Oh See God! If- Wait, is it, isn't it displayed on my eyes? Nope. This is this is Wick. This is on your arm. Oh. All right. So she seems uh, very perceptive and watching you climb up these stairs, with almost lust in her eyes. She's Ooh. like looking you up and down. Unfortunately, you don't see this message. Uh, come up on on Wick yet? So you move close enough to her. She she hops down and she you know as she moves down she almost drops the data pad and says, "Oh, I had better not drop this, or this conversation will be decidedly short." Come closer, Amy. I have more secrets to tell you. When you left Verses, I had to get creative, Amy. I found a new spy. Unwilling as she was to report your movements, she was a sweet little thing. Fought hard when my tech specialist broke her mind. What was her name again? Zira moves 
behind you, Rain, with a, a lightning fast backflip right over your head, gets close to the rest of the party, and she quickly slips a hand into your helmet's visor, and you feel her cold, dead flesh stroking your cheek. Raimi, your heart begins to skip beats. It's that same feeling you had back in the splatter dome as these icy tendrils begin to spread throughout your chest. Breathing becomes short, and she turns your helmet around, and you can see in her mouth a wide smile of sharpened teeth. Behind it, a dark green wispy gasp seeping out between her smile. Oh yes, Liana, was it not? You don't get to say that name. She was mine to do with as I pleased. I tried to get her to return you home to Verses, but she failed me. I guess she wasn't as good a kisser as I thought. I ask you, Raimi, did she ever kiss you like this? I need Miles, I need Raimi to make a perception check for me. <laughs> I literally thought you were going to say will save. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do you roll? <laughs> you can't guess from the, the celebration horns. Natural 20, so a 30. Uh, right. So at this point, you see down on your display, Wick, just like <laughs> exclamation points, and he pops into your ear. Wick breaks into your comm unit in your ear and and uh, relays Andis's message. I need everyone to make an initiative roll. Right oh. now. Oh my God. Alrighty. So we have rolled initiative. We are doing a very quick surprise round just between Ziravesh and Rami Quindar. As she moves in, she's trying to put her face in your mask and at the same time grapple you. She reach out with a claw, this like long wicked nails and tries and cut through your armor. What is your KAC? My KAC, uh, 22. Rolled an eight on the dice. In order to grapple, she would need a 26. <sighs> she does not, but she does hit you, ripping through your armor. Let me roll this damage already. 10 points of damage as her claw sinks into your flesh. She's trying to pull you closer towards her. You're able to get out of her grasp and you may make a move or a standard action, Miles. Uh, one or the other? In a the surprise round, yes. All right, then I'm taking guarded, or do I need to take it? Why? Well, I provoke an attack of opportunity if I start booking it. You will, because she's already gone in the- Okay, can I take a guard step back then? Unfortunately, you can't because these steps, as I said in the previous episode, are difficult terrain. All right, so Raimi's going to cast a Jolting Surge. There it is. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so make that EAC attack roll. Nice. What'd you get? 22. Against EAC, that is a hit. So yes! she goes in yes! to grab you, and she ends up getting a little shocked herself here. Uh, how, how much damage? Uh, 18 points of damage. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you see this magical electricity just arc throughout her entire body, and she starts shaking violently and says, How dare you? And a thumb goes to the data pad and starts, like, tapping in a command. And she looks up, looks back down, and says, No, what? What is happening? I, I ran diagnostic on this two days ago. This can't be. Yeah, but you didn't count on my friends. And with that, he gives her the finger. It <laughs> is also gives gives her the finger. <laughs> Guys, we're in normal turn 
order for turn one of combat here. At the top of the stairs, Raimi, you just spy. There's a bone trooper, um, like a, a corpse folk kind of figure in, in armor. And uh, roll them into our initiative now. All right. Oh. Did very well on that initiative. I've rolled a 20 there. God. Uh, that, that could have been <laughs> my attack. I, I've wasted that one. <laughs> As her way to stop your heart has failed, and I was indeed going to kill you, so <laughs> it's probably good that <laughs> you hacked into that data pad. I was hoping you'd do that or, like, knock it out of her hand. <laughs> oh, I, I would have rage quit this podcast so hard. <laughs> you don't want to be a part of the entire episode? Right, so Stymie, she says, kill them, kill them all. Up at the top of the stairs, you see this bone trooper begin to weave a magic spell. Oh, that guy's awesome. This is what they look like here. In addition to that, several other bony armored troops pop out of the walls. These oh. bone and skeleton uh, covered walls do. Of course they do. Where they were hiding. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty, so five more bone troopers just pop out of, of the walls. They seem to be drawing pistols that are glowing. They're humming with energy right now. They begin to take some shots at you all. Just go ahead and give one to one to everybody here. So, Ed Dross, your KAC. Uh, 23. Alright, so this one goes to attack Ed Dross, this one here in the south with what looks like just a regular semi-auto pistol. I've rolled a 17, and that is a hit. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's not the semi-auto <laughs> pistol I have. I want that thing. <laughs> that is 25 points of damage oh, as you're hit with a jacketed round, but you feel it burn magically and make a very large hole in your abdomen. Scales blasting out the backside of your armor. Uh, what type of damage? That is indeed still, I believe, just uh, kinetic damage. All right. And you said 25? Yes. Cool. Uh, I mean, I'm really happy my DR is applying here, but I'm not negating that much damage. So four. Let's shoot one at Andis. Uh, I've missed Andis. The bullet hitting the rocks that make up the acid pool. You see like a, a leak of green <laughs> liquid come out where these rocks were battered by this bullet. We're going to send one towards Knack Feldspar. I think this is a miss. What's your KAC? 21. Uh, yep, missed there. Yes. One one versus a Remy. And your KAC. About right. 22. All right, another miss. And Alindra Vallis, one towards you. Come on. 18 on the dice, so that one's going to hit. Thank yeah. goodness. A lot less damage, though. 16 points of connect damage. And this one up here at the top is weaving a magical spell. And three force bolts of energy pool around her head and come flying down in your guys' direction. Let's see here. That is going to be... Oh, hey. It's feeling uh, maybe a little left out. Knack Felsbar taking a magic missile to the chest. Ugh. Let's see here. Uh, that is 13 points of damage. This is this is going to be a hard fight. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, maybe maybe I didn't mention that. This is the climax of book three we're in, everybody. What? <laughs> Next in the turn order, Edros Veronis. Okay. So all mm -hmm. my weapons are on the ground. Yeah, Boy. 
I don't know if, if she said throw every weapon you had, but... She said right, drop right. your weapons. Yeah. She didn't say, like, throw the weapons I can see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. she didn't necessarily say, uh, snap your fingers if you have any stored <laughs> weapons inside your gloves. But, <laughs> you know, she did say your weapons, so yeah. might as well. This is Raimi's life. He's not going to mess around and try and hide, you know, hide stuff. Okay, um... I gotta pick up something. Uh, I'm gonna pick up. Uh, I'm gonna pick up the flame doshko, and Alrighty. so that's one move action. I, uh, hmm. you know what? I'm gonna. I guess my first move, standard action. I'm gonna charge at this guy right here and attack him. All right, charging at the wall of bones. This guy's just popped out of. Yeah, and I uh, don't take the minuses to the attack roll. Pop. Oh, whew, that was close. Rolled a two on the die. <laughs> so. Uh, Probably a miss. 14 to EAC. That is a hit. Yes! Ooh. And does that say max damage? I believe it does. 21 points of fire damage. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. So that is your turn, correct? Correct. Next in the turn order is Andis147. Andis is going to quick draw their baton and jump jet sort of like over this pit of acid and behind uh, Zira. So and the jump jet is 30 feet? 30 feet, yes. All right, so you're actually going up as well there. You might be able to get, like, even with her. But... Okay, okay, that sounds fair. Yeah. Um, so um, so I'll, get, I'll get right there, and mm-hmm. I'm going to take a whack. Whack with ye old baton. That's an 18 to hit. That is a miss. Okay. Miss she is very nimble. She's uh, dedicating a lot of her attention to Raimi, but she sees you jumping up these steps. She looks very angry at you as well. Next in the turn order, Knack Feldspar. Uh, so Knack is going to move just a few paces to the east. He's going to quick draw mm-hmm. his uh, Corona laser pistol from a cheek pouch and get him! Uh, while he fires, but he's going to spend an RP to have Getum hit every enemy in 60 feet. So every enemy Ooh. on the board right now has Getum applied to them. Uh, oh, boy. That's 60 feet of you. That is indeed everyone, right? I, oh, yes. Right. Uh, I, I actually have a question about this oh, that was boy. raised on our Starfinder uh Cosmic Crit Discord the other day because mm-hmm. I had forgotten that uh, you could add a an RP to increase damage rolls done to all mm-hmm. enemies. Is that or is that uh, something that I could roll into this RP or is that something I have to spend a separate RP for? Oh, no, no. That's when you spend the RP. Mm-hmm. You get everybody and there's a bonus. So it's plus two bonus damage. So there's plus two bonus damage in addition to plus two to hit on every enemy uh, for the rest of this turn. Uh, so cool. enjoy that, everybody, and make sure you guys calculate that in. Uh, but I'm going to actually attack the one that Adras is attacking, just so we can try to, to take these guys down a little faster. So I'm going to shoot my Corona laser pistol. That is a uh, 15 to hit. That is a hit. Uh, for nine damage. Alrighty, And ooh, yeah. Not looking too good. This one that uh, Adros hit, you've hit. Not looking too good at all. Let's see. Uh, that was your Corona laser yes. pistol. Yep, yep. Taking taking all that damage, and that brings us back to Zira Vesh. Her turn. Uh, she, after this jolting surge and seeing Andis jump up, uh, she's going to do a little retreat herself. 
Excellent. Does that provoke an attack of opportunity from me? You don't have a melee weapon, so no, but it will from Andis 147, I believe. Uh, you see her, like, crouch down, and you can make that attack of opportunity, Andis. Okay. That's a 20 to hit. 22. It is indeed a 22. That is a hit against KAC. Yes. All right. It's going to be low, but it is eight points of damage. Right. So you batter into her with your baton. It seems to bounce right off, though. There seems to be some kind of uh, magical barrier preventing the damage from getting through. Oh, it's almost like damage doesn't count unless you have a magical weapon. (laughs) It's almost like she is a highly magical creature. And she leaps back through the air, doing another kind of like somersault backwards, hopping like 30 feet in the air, moves 20 feet back up the steps. And she has this sniper rifle that I'm sure she is itching to use. Let's go ahead and do that. She takes a quick aim with her gun and shoots at Andis 147. Ooh, maybe maybe thrown off a little bit by (laughs) that uh, baton bouncing off her armor. That is a miss. I've rolled a two on the dice. Okay, and that is her turn, bringing us to Raimi Quindar. All right. I quickly see that my teammates uh, need a little help, and as much as I want to kill Ziravesh, I cast Magic Missile at the Bone Trooper that uh, Edris was attacking. Alrighty, 3d4. All right, so five, three is eight. That's 10 points of damage plus two, 12 points of damage. All three of them batter that thing. You see an ulna break, the skull cave in, and the rib cage explode, and it is dead. Yes. I'm down. And that brings us to Alindra Bellis, AKA Rebecca. Uh, just, I'll move up to this spellcaster guy and try to hit him. Alrighty. It's a 15. 17. That a 17, that is a hit against KAC. Awesome, so that's uh, 21 damage. 23 Orange. damage. <laughs> Everyone add that two in. <laughs> okay, two. This one has not been hit before, but you come in, shatter one of its leg bones. It's not looking too good. And that is the end of turn one, bringing us to turn number two. Back on these bone troopers. They've got a couple that are unharried. This one in front of Alindra pulls out a sword and tries to slash back at her. Your KAC, Alindra. 23. Okay, and I have rolled 12 on the dice. They are not as good with these dueling swords, so that is a miss. Got a couple more here. They're going to start doing some attacks. Please miss. Please miss. Unfortunately, these attacks do not miss because they begin all summoning magic missiles. One to Knackfeld's bar. Again? Yep, 12 points of damage. (laughs) One to Edros Veronis. 12 points of damage. <laughs> I've rolled the exact same dice. I mean, I know it's not like that's, crazy. That, that's amazing. Um, yeah, one, one to Remy Quindar for 14 points of damage. Ooh. And one, one to Andis uh, for 10 points of damage. And that is their turn. Now we're on to Edros Veronis. It is Edros' turn. Unfortunately, mm. all the bad guys are now on the difficult terrain and difficult terrain Mm -hmm. takes up twice the amount of movement so just to be clear there are two to yourself there's a couple on the stairs and there's one at the very top 
I did not see these guys on the south because I didn't scroll. Bad. <laughs> Bad, Tyler. I guess I should go take care of those guys. Let's see here. Well, I could really go at any of them. So why not make another charge? I'm just ch charging back and forth across the battlefield. Ha-ha! And we'll make another attack with the flame. Dashka. That is a hit. 24. Awesome. Ooh. 26. Yeah, yeah. 26 and uh, 16 points of damage. Roll the natural one on damage. Okay, not doing great. Very unhappy with you. We might get a couple attacks on the Drouse next turn. Andis 147, back to you. So Andis did not drop every weapon they had. <laughs> and this was still hanging on to a plasma cannon that they owned. And so Andis will take a five-foot oh. step forward from... And from K9204. That's the one. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, and it's going to take a shot with a plasma rifle. It's a line weapon with 40 feet of range. Oh, snap. <laughs> so you're looking to aim up the stairs yeah. and, and pick up, off. Up, up the stairs at both uh, Zira and uh, the bone caster directly behind her. Now, for this one, do you make an attack against each of them? Uh, uh, no, just one attack, and we see if if it hits, and both mm. both rolls resolve against both both of them. So that's going to be a twenty-one to hit against EAC, correct? Correct. Plasma is both electricity and flame damage. That is a hit. Yes. Against nice. against both of them. Uh, yes. Yes. Oh yes. yes. All right. So I do fourteen points of damage to both enemies. Yes. Ooh, Nicely yeah. done. Awesome. And wow. Uh, right, yeah, so it opens up a hole in Ziravesh's leg, your very sprightly jumping legs, and goes all the way up and, uh, yeah, just cuts the arm off of this bone trooper up here at the top. So much for casting for him. Yeah, yeah, so so much for bludgeoning damage resistance. <laughs> you jerk. Actually, it is now Knack Feldspar's turn. All right, so Knack bought a jetpack uh, a couple of, of games ago, and I want to use that to uh, jump uh, slightly to the northeast right up here under this rock just south of Raimi. Ah, uh, yes, right on the edge of the giant pit of acid. No problems there. Got it. I'm, I'm assuming I can uh, die immediately when that happens. Uh, and I am actually going to take aim at Zero Vesh with my Corona Laser Pistol and once again get him. And I'm going to spend another RP to add plus two to everybody and right. uh, for damage and attacks. Uh, so let's nice. see how this goes. <laughs> so that is a 21 to hit. Uh, that is a hit in CAC. For 13 damage, which is, I think, the highest oh damage Knack has ever rolled. Yeah. <laughs> <That's so cool. laughs> awesome. Alrighty. That is Knack's turn, and we're back to Zira Vesh. Indeed. She's going to get into the scrum again. She's going to jump backwards. She's going to make another sniper attack here. Uh, this time, taking aim at the one that just shot her, Knack Sizrak. Pronk and pronk. Pronking prunk. Oh, An 18 oh, on the uh, dice. In addition to that, she is going to make a trick attack. Oh, no. Oh, oh, I've rolled a two on the trick attack, so that is indeed going to be a failure. So no extra nasty tricks. Uh, just the regular damage here. Eight on these dice. Uh, so 16 points of damage. The Ooh. bullet looks like she was aiming for your leg, but just hit you right in the hip. And that is going to be her entire turn. Why don't you 
you three here on the stairs that are kind of looking in her direction, mm-hmm. give me a perception check, uh, Ramey and a snack. Say 28 for Nack. 16 for Ramey. So, Nack, you are able to see. Yeah, she got hit with this massive beam weapon opening up her armor. You can see the wounds start to stitch themselves up, though. Oh, mm-hmm. For real? For real, boss fight, end of book three. Welcome to the party, everybody. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, that oh means my we gosh. should probably be focusing fire on her, right? And and as much yeah, as we, we got- want to crush these dudes. We've got some We got some other problems here. Bringing us, Miles, what do you want Raimi to do? Raimi's going to attack the the bone soldier that uh, Alindra was attacking to hopefully free her up because she did a massive amount of damage to him with magic missile. Doing 17, 15 points of damage. 15 points of damage is the exact amount to drop this one. (laughs) It's dead. Two over here on the the north side where most of you guys are already dead, bringing us to Alindra's turn. Awesome. Um, So that certainly frees me up. Thank you, Raimi. Can I I stellar rush at this guy to the diagonal of me? So still on the stairs, there's nobody in your way right now. So exactly why I did that. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. So I'm going to do that and go right up to this guy and I'll attempt to bull rush on him. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, we needed, uh, he's pushed around. We needed a 19. So, yep. Uh, <laughs> pushed back. And I believe if you beat the, the DC by uh, every every five you beat it by, is that correct? Do they get pushed back more? Oh, I don't know. Am I remembering this correctly? I'm not sure I've ever succeeded I'm on this it. much. This is a this is a 32 to hit with get up. Uh, you knock the target back five feet plus five additional feet for every five, by which the result of your attack will exceed the target KAC plus eight. Man, I'm so good at remembering rules in this stupid game. If the uh, obstacle yes. is in the way, the target stops at the obstacle. You've exceeded it by 10. So in addition to the five feet, uh, it's actually getting pushed back 15 feet all the way up the stairs. And I'm going to say with that, knocked prone. Yes. <laughs> awesome. simply. I was going to say, do I trip him on the stairs? Like, Oh, man. I yeah, hope she pushed him off the stairs. <laughs> no, yeah, no, not in that direction. But 17 points of damage. Yep. First damage it's taken. Yeah, just pretty gangly skeleton here. <laughs> and uh, tripping up on these giant, I think I described them as tombstone-sized slabs. And that is the end of turn two. And we're back on their turn. This one is indeed going to uh, stand up and cast another spell. The one at the top of the stairs seems to be casting a spell. And let's see. We've got two that are down here with Edros. I got it. One of them is going to pull out uh, one of these swords. It's tactical dueling swords. Make an attack against you. They miss pretty handily. The other one is going to try another magic missile. Okay. Oh, very close to minimum damage. Uh, nine points of damage. And that is their turn, bringing us to Edros Faranus. All right. Well, um, I'm going to try. I'm going to do a full attack here. Full attack. Full attack. Yeah, First that's a hit. Is a hit. 18, 18 points, points of damage. 20 points. 20. Or 20 points, yep. I love, Dead. I love get him. <laughs> All right. Uh, I already, I'm already doing the full attack, so I'm going to hack at the body. Yeah. Uh, it's super dead. It's super dead. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to Andis147. I'm going to study the gentle ghoul that I hit with uh, the secondary ghoul that I hit with my 
plasma cannon. Right. So this bone trooper at the top of the steps. Yes. I'm going to target that one and then mm-hmm. take a shot with my plasma rifle. As you target it on her, your exocortex bringing up all this like information on them, you do notice that it is wearing fifth squadron patches on their arms. Fifth squadron. What does that mean? That's the Eoxian naval unit that uh, Gretel and Harven were in. Interesting. I still shoot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, 14 to hit. 16 to hit. 16 to hit. <laughs> this episode is going to be called Plus 2 to Hit. <laughs> uh, that is a hit. Yes! Oh, that's max damage, baby. Ooh. Baby, baby. Uh, it's uh, 18 points of damage. Oh, it's not enough to drop her. Her, but oh boy, is she hurt. <laughs> she seems to have cast something on her pistol and uh, she keeps the other arm, but you put another hole through this bone trooper's chest. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to Nack Feldspar's turn. All right. Uh, Nack this time is going to stay exactly where he is. He's going to point his Corona laser pistol at that same uh, orange dotted uh, bone trooper that Andis was just checking out. And get him, and a Corona laser pistol shot. And once again, I'm going to spend another RP. It's a boss Mm. fight. I feel like we got to do that. Uh, So that is going to be a 21 to hit. That is a hit. I have very Uh, low armor class. For for 11 damage. And it is dead. Yes. Nice. Use that spell. I got to get to use that spell at all. Okay. Not gotta kill. Hey, it's not the first time, but it won't be the last. <laughs> All right, more than half of these bone troopers are down. Zira Vash may be feeling a little outnumbered now. Oh boy, she's gotta, <clears throat> gotta rely on this this amazing sniper rifle she has. Let's see who she is going to hit. And just one four seven. Just hit her with that massive beam the turn before. What is your KAC? My KAC is twenty-two. I've rolled so low. <laughs> think, think that might be a hit if I am able to get this trick attack off. Come on, come on! I've rolled a three. That's yes, <laughs> yes. Pretty sure. Let me double check on her skills. I cannot roll operatives very well at all. <laughs> yeah. No. Wow. I think I needed. I, think I needed a. Five? No, six in order to uh, get the trip, trick attack off. Uh, so a four plus your sniper rifle. Your KSU 22? Correct. Yeah, missed it by two. The sniper bullet whizzes by your head, shattering bones in the wall behind you. And she's going to move. Popo, where's she yeah, you, you better move. Yeah, you and your goofy, oh, you difficult think, terrain. You think just because you're on the cover of the book, you're some kind of bad pronker? <laughs> kind of think she kind of thinks she is. Yeah. Well, right. now she's yeah. Now well, she's in, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I never judge a book by its cover. <laughs> she uh, hunkers down behind her bone trooper, and we're on to Ramy Quindar. All right. So Ramy's gonna move uh, a little bit further up the stairs. All right. So this is difficult terrain. So each square is gonna be like 10 feet of movement, basically. That's fine. I'm only trying to move, like, right here. Uh, right, so that's 15 feet away, so that's a, a move action. And then I'm going to cast Caustic Conversion at Zeravesh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is a 18 of 20, right? Let's get him. Yes. 
That is a hit. Yes. All right. For... You guys are nailing these uh, just on the cusp of being <laughs> hits and uh, would be misses if not for, for get them. Yes. 18s, 19s. So that's 13 points of damage. Jeez. And on her next turn, she takes five additional points of acid damage. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Pretty, pretty important. We haven't done it yet, but I imagine while we have time now, maybe you should give me a mysticism check. See what you know about what she is. 27. That is going to beat the DC uh, to identify her. Let's see. By more than five. So you can recall a couple of useful pieces of information. You know that Zira uh, from your talk with the Forgotten One is some kind of vampire upon looking her over. You can tell she is a Jiangxi vampire, a sect that practices ancient macabre rites from old Galerion. They are known as hopping vampires are said to suck the soul out of their prey, feeding upon their chi. Uh, what would you like to know? You can you can get a couple pieces of pertinent information about the vampires. Uh, weaknesses. Right. Jiangxi indeed have a, uh, a special weakness, unlike maybe your uh, Bram Stoker, Dracula-style vampires. They're, they're an Eastern nation uh, kind of inspired vampire. The Jiangxi uh, are held at bay, by cooked rice, mirrors, and ringing a handbell. They are in the same way that you or that they can't enter your house without being invited in the, the Western vampires, and you know are held at bay by garlic and a cross. Jiangxi are weak to cooked rice, mirrors, and the ringing of a handbell. Okay. Pretty pretty cool enemy. I, it's I like a, it's a good thing Nack has this handbell he keeps in his cheek Next pouch the whole time. Spits out <laughs> an assortment. Well, I was going like to say, it's a shame that Adras is so far away because he's the only one with a grooming kit, to my knowledge. Oh, that's right. He's got the grooming uh, kit. He's got, a, oh. he's got a mirror in there. Right. I do. I do. Although Nack did eat that whole choir of like like coral bells. <laughs> <laughs> Raimi, you have one more piece of information that you can ask. What would you like to know? What sort of trick attacks she has, I guess. Right. So you know that their special abilities, uh, I think maybe the most pertinent one, is Drain Chi. When they succeed at a grapple combat maneuver, they can drain the chi of their, their prey, the life energy, drinking of the victim's breath. It is a fortitude save or the victim gains a negative level and is staggered for 1d4 rounds. Oh, Holy moly. <laughs> wow. Why I was trying to start the combat with that. <laughs> and Dang. Uh, that, is, that is your turn. As you hit her, you also notice now that you've gotten a couple hits on, on Zira. Yeah, these wounds stitching up on her. It seems like your magic is getting through, but... Not a, not a whole lot else seems to be taking effect. All right, so that brings us to Alindra Vallis. All right, guess what time it is, guys. <laughs> I'm going to move Round right three. up next to Kira yes. and use Supernova. Water. 23 damage. 25? Oh, boy. Yeah, does it count as 25? I'll allow it. Uh, yeah, let's make some reflex saves for this one. Okay, well, my ridiculous <laughs> bone trooper has actually... What's what's the DC on it? Uh, it would be 17. This bone trooper has made it, so half damage is 11. It's still up. It gets blasted back after you've knocked it 
up the stairs 15 feet, uh, taking hold more on, damage. Hold on, half of 25 is 11? Oh, no, 25, that's 12. 12 points of damage to this one after you blasted it back. Its back hits the wall of bones behind it, and Diravesh, reflex save for her. She is also good. So, 12 points of damage to that. Okay. And turn four, we still do have a couple of bone troopers. Oh boy, this one is in it's in a bad way right next to Alindra. Um, yeah, I think, I think she has to. She is going to provoke uh, and move down these stairs. Uh, Alindra, you can make an attack of opportunity. Will do. Oh, you've done so much damage to this one. That's oh, no. 20, I guess a 30? I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I did that. But I'm, <laughs> she's going to either provoke by shooting or casting magic missile. Yeah, you you hit her three turns in a row. <laughs> This, awesome. this bone trooper on the stairs. I think you did all this damage almost. She is dead before she's able to draw that pistol again, infused with energy, and, and smack you again with it. And we just got this one that is down here with Edros. They're going to shoot with that gun. Alrighty. And I think that is a miss against your KAC. It's 21, Edros. That is indeed a miss. Alrighty, then that brings us to your turn, Tyler. All right. I don't think this bone trooper is going to have much life left in it. I'm going to close the distance and take a single swing. And that's going to ugh, that's going to be a 17. That's a hit. <laughs> yes. That's going to be wow. 20, 23 points of damage. Yeah, that's what if I roll any ones with these guys, they're not getting a card. They're not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> they're going down yeah. fast. Yeah. Yeah, they're really uh, not. 23 points of damage. Okay, yeah, that one's that one's bloodied. You've like smashed half the bones in its body with your doshko. Bring the sand is 147. And this is going to uh, target Zira and right. fire a plasma rifle her way. Excellent. Oh, yes! that's a natural 20! That's a natural 20! <laughs> bingo, bango. Now. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I was about to say, this is a new gun for you. I don't think you had used it yet. I had Do you not. know what its critical is? It's severe. It's a, no, it's a, it's a burn 1d4. So oh. not, not as exciting, but still uh, pretty great. Still pretty exciting right. because undead are not immune to burn damage. Right. <laughs> so that's going to be a They are immune to a lot of stuff, not burn. <laughs> so that's going to be 19 points of damage plus... Eh, one burn. I was going to say, if you rolled high on that, you might actually help negate some of that healing she has. But... D- yeah, stop. well, that's not what I'm going to do here. See, my, my strategy is to roll low, and then <laughs> I lull her into a false sense of security so that Alindra can strike the killing blow. Next in the turn order is Nick Feldspar. All right, so speaking of, uh, I am going to start saving RP because we only have two things left on the board. I'm just going to shoot with my Corona laser pistol and get them the good old-fashioned way. That is going to be a 13 to hit. That is a miss. Dang it. Finally, you guys missed against her (laughs) for a turn. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. So you see some of these wounds stitch up on her Alindra right next to you. You may make an attack of opportunity because she is jumping away from you. All right. That's a 30. That is 32. <laughs> oh, and, and just, and remember, she's got caustic conversion, so she takes five acid damage as well. Oh, yeah. And ready? So, how much damage is that, Alindra? That's seven. Uh, it's 16. Do I get them too? Uh, the, get them is only on the attack roll right now. 
Okay, so 17 damage. Alrighty, so you slash at her as she jumps away. She jumps down the stairs. She's going to make another jump right down the stairs in between Andis 147 and Nax Sizrak, a.k.a. Nack Feldspar. That is her entire turn. Double moves, hopping down the stairs again. Again, right next to this person that nearly blew her arm off with that critical hit. And it's Rami's turn. All right. Uh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. I have a spell for cast holographic image. Can I create a mirror out of that? You know what? I think you can. Yeah. All right. So right. I just like. Make yeah, I can make anything I want. Something correct. that reflects back. I will say, I think there might have to be a, a skill check uh, involved here. So holding someone at bay, one of these Jingxi vampires, they do get a will save. Especially sure. since they don't have uh, reflections. <laughs> well, no, it's still, a, it's like they see the mirror and they're like, oh, I can't see myself. And they freak out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they have an existential crisis. You can cast that and to hold them at bay, uh, it, you, they have to stay at least five feet away from the object of its revulsion. They cannot touch or make attacks against said creature, branching such an object. And it is a standard action to to do this. I'm, I'm going to say that'll be part of casting it. Okay. So do you want to move closer to her? Right. Yeah. So that's within the range. Yeah. You want to get right up on her if you want to hold her at bay. All right. But you can cast it and move in. Now, I get yeah. We'll save against this. It's not great. Not a great will. So DC 20. Got to roll an 11. All right. So I've done it. Oh, thank Damn it. Uh, 15 on the dice. That was and, still a great idea. Oh, but that only works for next round. As she looks at it, yeah, she has to move backwards. She kind of like stumbles back some of these stairs. And she's still further away from you now. So, uh, I mean, my whole plan was to stop you from shooting. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to bring us to Alindra Vallis. I'm really far away now. So. Yeah, she, she hopped about uh, 40 feet down these stairs. Yeah. All right. I'm going to move to the to the wall. Um, and I'll just jump to, to uh, where I am now next to the wall and use my sonic pistol and see how that goes. That's an 18, right? Uh, 20 to attack? 20 to Man, so many 18s. Uh, that is a hit. Awesome. For four damage, uh, five damage. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't seem to have much effect at all on her. She brushes it off just like a couple shots from, from Andis. Brush off some of that damage. His baton. But it seems like she's taken the full amount from uh, the, the magical attacks of Haremi. Oh, boy. I think that takes us to turn number five. Oh, I still have one poor little bone stripper. <laughs> Who is going to, uh, I think, just make a guarded step and try try and shoot you again. Better with this gun. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever hit anything in the, the history of ever with the their, their swords. Uh, yay, 18 on the dice. Mm-hmm. That'll okay. do it. Uh, eight points of damage as a jacketed bullet rips through your, your shin. Finally getting a... <laughs> It off that wasn't guaranteed damage and that brings us back to Tyler. Alright. I'm almost out of stamina guys but I'm going to close the distance and try and finish this guy off. Yeah okay. that's a hit. 25. And, uh, 27. That's minimum damage again so 14 points of flame damage. Uh, that is enough to kill it 
Only bone troopers are dead. Yeah, they did indeed have damage reduction. Doesn't matter if you're throwing flame doge goes at them. And that is your turn, and it's 147. All right, I'm going to take a shot at Zira. She's not standing next to me anymore. That's a 29 to hit. Oh, it's a hit. Yes. Is this person Gedimed? Yes. But not full. Right. But not full, not full, not plus two damage, just to 29 to hit. Got it. Uh, so 14 damage to zero. Uh, right. So you see this hole open up in her shoulder. It still, it doesn't seem to be as effective as the, the magical attacks, but she's taking some damage here. Not doing great. Okay. And Mac Feldspar, you are right next to <laughs> right next to to Zira, you got her all to yourself. Does she have Does attack? she have a melee weapon drawn? She's she's under my spell. So oh, you. That's right. Yeah, no, she she can attack other people. She cannot attack Raimi, but you saw her dig her claws into him earlier in the fight. So she is always armed. I'm just trying to figure out how to guard and step away, and I don't think I can. But so if I may, if I yeah, rain... you're right there on the edge of the acid pool. Yeah, which... I think you just got to run away. It was too tantalizing run. of a target for me not to go to. I was like, I want someone to fall into acid multiple times this season. Okay, I am going to uh, to jetpack because I can mm-hmm. yep. right here. Feet. Uh, you can, so this will provoke. She is going to try and grasp out at you with uh, her one free hand here. Very, very close. A three. So yes. That is a miss. Against <laughs> uh, <sighs> that KAC. Now, what do you want to do? Uh, I want to get him Corona Laser Pistol. Mm. So that is a 17 to hit. Finally, another miss. Okay, a miss against oh. her. Oh, it's her turn. Yeah, she sees a couple of targets she can get to. I think it's gotta gotta fulfill that sweet, sweet kiss. Yeah, so she had made her willpower save against Raimi. She sees through your mirage of a mirror and will step forward up the steps, or hop forward, I should say, right next to you. And uh, she whispers as she draws in close to you, Raimi. Raimi, I will kill you no matter what. You will pay for crossing me, do you hear? And she's going to try and grasp at you with her claw. 19 on the dice. <sighs> no. Finally, that, that hit I needed. So let me roll that D6. Oh, so 11 points of damage as she digs in and you are grappled, which means she pulls you in close. Her maw of filed teeth come into yours and this green fog like rolls out of her mouth and you feel it kind of tugging at something in the back of your throat. I need you to make a fortitude save. Drain chi. I'm Uh, using my coat. Oh boy, you failed this roll. (laughs) Need to re-roll that. (laughs) Definitely. Please, please, please. No! Oh, Oh no! Worse the second time. Uh, Right, so she begins to draw your soul out, sucking the very life force from your body and you can feel yourself getting less powerful. You gain a negative level, which I don't think has happened here on the show before. Wow. And you are staggered for three rounds. Oh, no. Staggered. It's a, ooh, is a rough affliction. I'm also out of SP. Mmm, boy. So, oh, yeah, you, you lose some of your SP from the negative level and you lose some HP from the negative level. It sucks. 
Alrighty, so that is her turn. It is your turn now, Raimi. You are grappled. She's got her claws like into the lower meat of your your back. What do you want to do? What what can, what can I do if um? So grappled? you you can try and break it. Um, you can also try. Uh, I don't think I don't know if you have any melee weapons. Okay, I'll, I'm I'm just gonna try to break it then. All right, so breaking the grapple, breaking the grapple. Is that just a regular D twenty, or is that what? What is your acrobatics, Ramy? Uh, plus four, I think. Break it. Why don't you go ahead and give me the acrobatics check? We'll take a minus two to this. It's Nineteen. On the dice? No, on the the bonus. Okay, so to escape ten plus the kinetic armor class for this person, that is not enough to escape. She is still locking you in. Alindra we're back to you. All right, I'm going to use Gravity Boost to spider climb against the wall and avoid the difficult terrain and also get on the opposite side of this person so that I'm not blocking anyone's shot. Gotcha. So I'm going to move just to the northwest of her and um, use my slower weapon. That's a 26 to attack. Oh, boy, that's a hit. Yes. Awesome. So that's 16 damage. Okay. Yeah, cutting into her, it doesn't seem to do as much damage as well. You're not, like, cutting off body parts on her. She's soaking up a good deal of it. You see the magical readout across her eyes, like, scrolling faster. She definitely has some kind of preternatural damage reduction here. Uh, She is still, though, not looking good. You guys have put a lot of damage on her. And that brings us to turn number five. Got no more bone troopers. Edros Veronis, it is your turn. I'm really excited, guys. I'm going to move into position. I'm moving back towards the steps mm-hmm. and into a direct line with this evil, evil vampiric creature. And then I'm going to charge right into it. Take out oh, your mirror. mirror. Take out your mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know anything about the mirror, unfortunately. So just charge again. Uh, Raimi yells it at you. <laughs> that makes no sense. What are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and so he's going to swing with the with the flame dosh. Boom. That's going to be a 25. That is a hit. Yes. 19 points of fire damage. We are surrounding her. Good amount of damage from that hit. Still up. Andis 147. Andis is going to step back, uh, attempting to provoke uh, if see. she would like to attack. I don't believe she has used this. So she is indeed going to drop the grapple, try to reach out for you. She doesn't want you to get away. She doesn't want anyone to get away. Oh, but I rolled a five on the dice. What's your, <laughs> yes! your KAC? Uh, it's 22 when I'm moving away. Or sorry, 26 when I'm moving away. That is a miss. All right. All right. Yeah. Then I'm going to step back and... Oh, sorry, bud. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Idris. I'm going I'm <laughs> to shoot uh, 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 sorry, Vera buddy. and Idris. It's going to be a big old lizard and undead. Please just don't crate on this party. <laughs> oh, gosh. I hope just not. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying not to. Oh. It's okay. Just high enough. Oh, it's just high enough. <laughs> mm. uh, that's going to be a 25 to hit. 27. Uh, hit, hit, hit. Yep, that's going to be a 25 to hit and uh, 11 damage. All right, yeah. She seems to soak up most of that. Is that also hit, Adros? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so now the question <laughs> here is, plasma is electricity and flame. I get damage reduction five to the flame part, but not the electric part. So yeah, uh, yeah. You get so like it's, it's like half, half and a half. Yeah. yeah. So if it's eleven, you half is is flame and half is the electricity. Yeah. Okay. So, take, like, so we're gonna say the electricity is the majority. We'll say electricity six, flame five. So I negate the flame part. I take six damage. I mean, basically, right okay. neck feldspar. All right, uh, I am going to uh, cheek pouch uh, swap for my disintegrator pistol uh, and uh, get them. And I, you know, we're so close to the to what I perceive as the end of this fight. I am going to use an RP for this as well. Woohoo! For that damage, 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 damage. Here we go. And this is a a fifteen to hit. That's gonna be a miss. Sorry. Uh, sorry. That brings us uh, to her turn. Oh, you oh guys gosh. have given her, given her another chance. <laughs> oh, oh boy. It was an 18 until Patrick blew on the die. Using <laughs> <laughs> them GM abilities. Okay, and I've realized she has like the best acrobatics of like any any monster that I've used. So she's gonna tumble away from uh, Alindra and Edros. Gonna make a acrobatics check. And I've got a plus 19 in acrobatics. So she oh. moves right on through. So I need to make another couple. Keep in mind that this is all difficult terrain. Okay. Oh, okay. So she actually failed on her last acrobatics moving away from Edros. Wow, I rolled yes. a two. I needed a 23. I got a 21. That means you may make an attack of opportunity, Edros. I'm going to make it count. Air Goodman, coming at you. Cool. <laughs> That's a 32 to hit. Beer, 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 beer. Goodness gracious. Thanks, thanks to Knack, that's going to be 18 points of flame damage. Oh, yeah. So suck it, Lafleur. As you are, are striking her, you step up as she's like tumbling past you. I can't believe I didn't get another <laughs> attack off. Uh, you feel your weapon begin to thrum with a magical energy. Somewhere in your mind, you hear a far off voice that says, Strike, strike her, her down. down. The, the darkness, darkness will not win when the dawn flower lights, lights your way. way. Everyone else, you see Edros' scales begin to glow, shedding a dim light upon his foe, and the metal objects on his weapon, his armor, begin to glow red hot. A small burst of flame escape the corners of his eyes as they go white. He brings the flame Dojko down, caving in Vera's shoulder, just like nearly cutting her head off, and it cuts deep through her. She has DR 10. Very hard fight because of that. She had eight hit points left. Yes. Uh, so 18, that is enough just to drop her. She is dying. We are out of combat. Yes. Yay. Well done, team. <sighs> I, I need a I'm... nap. <laughs> Seven Ray rules. So yeah, she's laying there. Uh, this brackish blood falling out of these multiple wounds that have stopped hit, uh, stitching themselves up. And she says, you think you've won, Raimi? I played my hand to give my cohorts in the fleet days of time to get ahead of you. <laughs> we won't need Gwendar scraps when the rightful heirs of Eox have at their disposal a stellar degenerator. The Peck Worlds will bow to us. Raimi, you may kill me, but know that I take 
with me from this world. All the love anyone has ever held for you. <laughs> Raimi walks to her dying body and, and picks her up and throws her into the acid. She falls in, uh, maybe a, a renewed vigor, uh, starts melting immediately <laughs> and jumps out on the rocks right ahead of the acid and the decayed dead flesh of her skin just sloths off into a pool underneath her, uh, leaving the armor very damaged, but uh, right there next to the rocks, like and a bony arm kind of like reaching out from it. And yes, she is very dead now, or very undead, I should say. <laughs> oh, oh, I wow. She, I bet she had at least one cred stick on her, though. Come on. No. You want to go next? <laughs> Everybody well, in the pool. <laughs> I can't believe no one fell in. I, I really should have just knocked some people. I was really, really hoping with Olenja where she was, that she was going to bull rush. <laughs> Okay, uh, I was everywhere. that was Everyone's my goal the, the entire right fight. I was like, how can I position myself so that I can push yeah. her into the acid? But <laughs> yeah. it was never possible. Never uh, right. Know. So she did back up the stairs, drop a data pad, the data pad that was ineffectually trying to kill Rami Quindar. As you guys are, are parsing over their, their gear, the bone troopers, what's left of Zeravesh's body. Why don't you why don't you join up and see if we can't knock into this data pad once right. a who wants to roll computers check oh well 28 all right well i was gonna say have some people aid you that is what you needed to to break into it so you can cut through the firewall it seems like there was some kind of countermeasure but it doesn't matter <laughs> you've beaten the dc <laughs> and you can as well as andis likely tell this is probably what was used to hack the star eater spined data core behind that firewall you find a module uh, a great deal of information, including what it seems was cut from the the cultists' data core from from Tahoman's secret transmission. And quickly uncoding it, you find a recent message that reads: "The cultist scum have already left K nine two zero four. They left behind some nasty surprises, but we managed to get the data. They are headed for an uncharted star system in the vast called Nijior." I can't stress enough how important the Stellar Degenerator is. Our sources on Absalom tell us it is the greatest scientific find since drift technology. The cultists are looking for something they call the key there, and believe it may be needed to start the superweapon. I am staying behind to slow down these Starfinders and give you all some time. May your engines burn with the fire of the stars, Commander. It is signed, Zira Vesh. Oh, man, we got a lot of catching up to do. Can, so, can we call Chixis for a bonus? <laughs> <laughs> I think at the end of every book, you're just like, where is our combat pay? <laughs> you get in these combats. I know, we're, I know we're saving the galaxy and all, but I'd like to not pay taxes ever again. <laughs> so it looks like we need to go. I mean, she told us exactly where we need to go because that's where they're headed. They've got a little bit of head start, so we should probably head back to the, the uh, Drift Rider. Agreed. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. But we should check in with the lovely Juanita trucks and also make sure we report to Chiskus where we're going. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And hey, maybe um, we can get a little bonus from uh, from Juanita trucks' greatest ally. Caravast uh, Noor. That's the one. Right, so you all make it back to Orphe's unscathed, carrying all the gear you've collected from the Corpse Fleet's ambush, from Xerantha Mortrance, 
skin shack and entering into the airlock you go through a decontamination that just blast your suits with dust and air, sanitizing and attempting to take off some radioactive dust from your suits. You're able to report this activity back to Winita Trucks and send a, a message back to Chiskis, and she rewards you with a bonus from Ambassador Noor, a 5,000 credit bonus. And along with that, he sends a message back from Absalom Station. Uh, you see him at his slate gray desk cut from Eoxian stone. Standing behind him is a bone trooper. Looks like a, a corpse folk raised from an Elebrian. He says, Greetings, Starfinders. Juanita has explained to me how helpful you were in securing Gretel of the Fifth Squad. I just wanted to personally thank you for your delicate touch on Eox. Relations between my people and the rest of the pack have been strained. Loyalties have been questioned. And the assumption is we lie to get what we want, us Eoxians. As ambassador, I seem to lie for a living, but you have earned my trust. The shipment you returned to Absalom Station contained a corpse fleet member named Hebiza Escalar standing here behind me. She is kin to me, and many years ago made the mistake of joining the corpse fleet. When she saw the error of her ways and defected, I arranged with the Hard Scrabble Collective to transport her here. Had you not retrieved her and broke pact law in the process, she would have been arrested and extradited back to Eox, where undeath would have awaited her as punishment. Starfinders, I want you to know that this office owes you one, and to cement that bond I have revealed this secret to you all. Juanita has put in some ship upgrades for you all, as I imagine you will be leaving Eox soon. Wherever your travels take you, I wish you good luck. The message ends, and Juanita, little teary-eyed, says, I told you, that man has an undead heart of solid gold. Are you guys, uh, are you guys ready to wrap up book three? Yeah. yeah, I suppose so. That is the end of Splintered Worlds. Man, yeah, that took us all over the place. That was snuck up on you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got just a, a little wrap up. You all can return to the Drift Rider, and their upgrades are already underway. The goblins are literally biting the ankles of undead workers as the zombified labor is incredibly slow and you're able to rest for the, the first time in a few days in your own cabins. <sighs> right, we, we have uh, a little bit of catch up here. Andis, you need to spend some time in a medical facility. The Splatterdome one admits you, the, the one that treated your wounds after your battle royale, uh, for your radiation poisoning. Indeed. Dropping you in overnight uh, to decay decontaminate the uh, the workers there, tap a, a data pad feed into the, it's like a back to tank, and uh, you have entertainment for the night. And in the morning, when you exit the tank, uh, they've observed you overnight, and an undead doctor comes up and says, Hello, Andis 147, is it not? It is, yes. May I ask, you have had a number of years within this shell, is that correct? It is, yes. Do you know just how many? I don't, know. As we were running tests on you, it seems we have found several traces of cellular 
degradation occurring, synaptic blockage. It seems to suggest to me and my colleagues that you might be a bit older than maybe even you think. Do you understand the problem that this then presents? What, what sort, what sort of problem? Well, as you know, you can inhabit these shells for many, many years, but while your body will remain the same, your soul's connection to the body can fade. Often androids may opt to leave before such problems occur in their autumnal stages, but I believe you're within those final stages now, and you might experience symptoms as they begin to manifest. Such as what? Things will go from fine to worse very quickly. Your vision might go. You could be struck with emotional feedback, the so-called synthetic rage, and eventually your body will fail. These symptoms seem to be accelerated the more you exert yourself fighting alongside the Starfinders. The candle burnt at both ends, as it were. Mm -hmm. I am sorry to be the one to deliver this information to you. I can provide a full readout of our analysis to your data pad for further readings. That that won't be necessary. Thank you. Good luck to you in your travels. And you, sir. Rami, that night, before you all make ready to leave Eox, you get something stuck in your mind you cannot shake, keeps you up at night, and you find yourself walking down a wide avenue of carpal spur street just right past the ministry of eternal vigilance back into that warehouse where you met the forgotten one the transport carrier remains this black coffin shaped device but you see no trace of the the house of ashes bodyguards they're nowhere to be seen and as you step closer that same voice calls out from within it says why why have you returned here I told you that I was best to be forgotten. I still have questions. We all do, and in time they may come, but it is dangerous for you to be here still. I don't have anything left to lose. We all have much to lose for sins committed in the past and the present. I will atone for mine in time, but I cannot see you here. Please go. Just answer me one question. What? Is Lyanna still alive? Please, please leave. Do not say that name. It hurts to hear. Is she still alive? There's no answer, but make a perception check for me. Okay. 26. It is very faint, but you hear something beating the inside of the, the carrier. Fists pummeling against the, the opaque glass. I, I go towards the, the carrier. The buttons on the side, you're able to pretty easily key in, and it opens from from the top inside, reveals still young, though many months have passed since you have last seen her pointed ears, her flowing hair, a large white tuft now stains her disheveled hairdo. She wears an eye patch and a tattered space suit. She struggles to stand as, as she's exposed to the atmosphere, her legs weakened. She falls into an embrace with you. It is indeed Liana. Oh, Raimi, I, I can't believe you're here. You're alive. What, what has happened? It's a long story. Come with me. I'll tell you everything. I'm so sorry that that thing, Zira, she implanted something in me. She had complete control. Why, why am I not attacking you right now? 
She's dead. What? My friends and I, we killed her. Uh, she breaks down in tears and complete wreck says, I was like a prisoner in my own body until I put myself in this medical paralysis and shut down my, shut down my entire nervous system. It's okay. It's okay. Every time I tried to reach out to you, I worried that I would be giving her your location. She can't hurt you anymore. But it's, it's over now. Then we can finally be happy, Raimi. I've missed you. We, we can leave here. We can, we can return to Versys if she's dead. You can see your parents. Uh, I, I can't, I can't go back. Not just yet. There's something I've got to see through. What? What? The, the Starfinders? It's bigger than that. But they, they will get you killed. This, Siravesh, she was only the tip of the iceberg. The corpse fleet is still out there waiting for you all. Just tell me you'll, you'll end this and come back, come back home. Oh, we'll end it all right. My friends and I, we've come up against much worse. She embraces you again, and you feel those icy tendrils that were kind of clutched around your heart begin to melt as the heat of her body enters your own. And you stay like that for some time. She's she's holding on to you, and she says, Remy, I, I, please, I ask you, promise me just one thing. When you are out there, don't fall in love with any other alien women. <laughs> Who, me? Uh, she pulls you in close, kisses your cheek, and whispers closely in your ear. To be continued. <laughs> oh my god. No! I'm just kidding. She didn't say that. She actually said, congratulations on getting to level seven. Yes! Oh, yay! Uh-oh. Yes! Uh-oh. At the end of book three, you level up, you're getting some starship upgrades. What? Oh. Mm-hmm. Pretty emotionally draining episode oh for me. Gosh. <laughs> me as well. I, I Yeah, I didn't know where we were going to go there. Whew. We will talk next week about you guys have some money to spend as uh, as you're getting paid from the Starfinders, you're getting paid from Gevilar Shknor, you've got some upgrades to do to your characters, and yeah, we will see what they look like at level 7 next week. Oh my gosh. Cannot wait. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and let's just let's just wrap up this episode and fast forward in time one week so we can get to that. Thank you guys for playing with me. Thank, Thank you, Patrick. Thank you as always. Oof. And say good night, everyone. Good night, good night everybody. Good night, everyone. Bye bye.